Mm-hmm. You ready? Are you ready? I'm just waiting. You're, you're just fucking hair, man. I can't. I can't. What do you mean? I can't with your fucking hair. What do you mean? You. What do you mean? What do you fucking mean? I mean, what do you mean? I mean. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What episode is this? I don't even know. What day? 38. Are we? Who are and we? it's you. So we need to. Because we did 37 last time. I don't even know. Why are you so upset? I don't know. So fucking up. All right. Are we ready to go? Shall we start the podcast now? I don't know why you're yelling at me. (laughs) This is I'm sorry what the podcast. I'm Christina. That's Amanda. What's up? If if you weren't here to... see what she just did she pointed at me and said that i'm amanda (laughs) she's very aggressive it's listen i've had nothing but protein shakes and vegetables all week today was the first day i had real food and that was just soup i've had soup today i'm full of hangry rage and menstrual rage and despite the fact that i have unicorns on my feet i am not fucking chipper this should be fun. <laughs> We're going to start it like that, huh? She's already pissed. Oh, boy. I feel like we need to describe our outfits right now. Well, our outfits are fine. I'm wearing just leggings and a sweatshirt. But I have my glasses on, my Darth Vader hat on, over my and my headphones on. So I look really fucking cool. And then I'm wearing my unicorn slippers the and only, Amanda. The only thing she's missing to look like she's going on like a four-day D&D binge <laughs> Is fucking Cheeto dust in her hair? <laughs> My fingies. <laughs> She's, she didn't. She didn't musty herself. And like up a enough. monster mustache from all the energy drinks I've been consuming. You're like, like the you're Cheeto sweating. Ju- the Cheeto dust is like stuck to the monster mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda has this large. You'll see it in pictures. I this don't large fucking bun just right at the tip top. I don't know what to do with my hair. hair. There's just so much of it now. A lot of hair. Yeah, it like hurts my neck when I have it up. And then when I have it down, it tangles up. Tangled. I just want to... Well, I told you about my week. How was your week? (laughs) I Um, didn't even let you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was unprepared. (laughs) My week was long. But it was fine. I can't complain. Spent a lot of money on my car, but it's all right. Now it works well. Yeah. And it doesn't make a bunch of noise and I'll be able to stop for sure every time I hit the brakes. That's always good. Yes, it's Being a positive able to thing. to stop is a positive thing. So, I'm good. Yeah, we had a fun day today. Yeah, we did. My dogs are barking from all the walking we did. We went shopping. Shopping for Halloween stuff. Because, guys, they got out Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. Amanda got her costume already. It's a surprise. Well, I got the parts for it. Now it's just getting it put together. I've got one of my costumes together. Or, like, the parts for it. But I don't know. I, oh, yeah, I'm going to order that. Oh, I got my second costume. Never mind. We got both I got both my costumes all figured out. I know what I'm going to be. It's just getting... I got to go to the thrift store for the one for at work. Yeah. But that's easy peasy. Yeah. It's going to be top-notch. I'm pretty excited about it. Me too. 
And I got a whole bunch of stuff because there were deals upon deals on my clothes that I bought today. I was really excited about that. She saved more than she spent today. I did. I bought... What was the actual... I I should look at the receipt. I think I saved $238. And I spent like $132. You saved $203. And then you had that $20 to go on top of that. So $223. Yeah. But and I only spent a hundred and thirty two or something like that. I don't know. Either way. Either way it was only a hundred and something and you've I saved over sh- two hundred. Yeah. So I got a shit ton of stuff and it's pretty shit, exciting. Yeah. Is this exciting for all of you to listen to? Listen Let's talk to about our, our deals. Our, hey, there's nothing wrong with a good fucking discount. If you remember our subway discussion from last year or last year. Because it's been a year <laughs> since last week. <laughs> I it's do a lot of time, time traveling. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> but yeah, a good coupon and good savings. It's coupon. hard to beat. Good old-fashioned coupon. Uh, it's getting so close to Halloween. It I, is, and I'm so excited. I can fucking taste it. Just all the... And we can actually do Halloween this year. Fuck yeah, shit, yeah, fuck yeah. Pretty exciting. Also... You can't tell. Our parents, my parents are cooking pizza upstairs, so we gotta record this first episode before pizza's done. Otherwise, we're gonna get interrupted in the middle of recording the episode. Which is funny because it takes like what, fifteen minutes for one, twelve for the other to cook. Well, the oven's gotta preheat, which takes twenty. It's not gonna happen. But like, we can hope. I was like, do you think we're gonna get this done in forty minutes? <laughs> we better start. We have never in the history of this fucking podcast <laughs> recorded one episode. In 40 minutes. Uh, no. I always, like, a lot. At least not even two a, hours. Not even a for fuck's sake, which takes us... It's a legitimate a 15-minute episode. At least takes us 40 minutes. It's because we fucking bullshit too much. Just fucking fuck. You know what? Tell me a story so we can eat pizza. Alright. Do you Wait, I didn't ask. Oh. Okay, because we're recording two episodes tonight. Do you want the one that's very, like... Well, I'm doing the forest first because I'm going to offshoot it off of last week's. Well, all of mine suck, so let's just do And then the one. other one okay. isn't, like, terribly disturbing anyway, so it doesn't matter whatever okay. one you want to do. So for this week and next week, my theme is murders that occurred on Halloween. Fabulous! Makes sense. Because Halloween's almost here. We fucking love Halloween. I'm, I'm, I don't love murder, though. I just want to point that out. Okay. Anyway. So... Can you guess what night this mo- this starts on? Halloween. Yeah, October 31st. <laughs> Woo! Is it 1993? No. Okay. 1964? No. 1948? No. 1950? No. 1875? No. Am I getting colder? Yes. Okay, well, you just go ahead and tell me what year did this start. Yeah, I'm ready. Can't take you seriously with that fucking hair. Alright. October 31st. Halloween night. It was a dark and stormy night. No, it wasn't. Okay. 1973. Oh, I was nowhere near close. close. I went too far back. And that's okay. Uh Lisa Ann French was dressed as a hobo. She wanted to be a butterfly. But her mom said no, because it was going to be too cold outside. <laughs> that is, like, story of Minnesotans' life. That's, like, the... 
the definition of a Halloween as a child. Because that meme, like I talked to you about this afternoon, I was like, you could never just be Spider-Man, you had to be Spider-Man with a jacket, because it's fucking cold! I legitimately was the Pink Ranger with a fucking puffy white jacket on <laughs> when I was in second grade. Right. <laughs> well, my parents always put our coat winter clothes on and then put the costume on top, so we just looked like fat, whatever we were. It's like, it didn't work, it was the spandex suit, and I was, oh. al- I was already a fat Amanda, so <laughs> we couldn't add more so, into like, there. that one year I was a puppy, but I had a snowsuit underneath it, so I was just a fat puppy. <laughs> I was just a cute little pug puppy. I was just a little punchy. Oh, I was fat anyway, so I was a fatter <laughs> puppy. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So Lisa was a fourth grade student at Cheguin Elementary School. Okay. She had deep brown eyes and was at this a very sweet little girl. Uh, she and her family lived in Fond du Lac, the Fond du Lac neighborhood. Every time I read that, I go, Dulacus, Dulacus, Dulacus is a perfect place. Shine your shoes, wipe your face. Please stay off of the grass. Okay. <laughs> now we got I want to do the whole song, but I'm not going to. Anyway. Uh, anyway. It's in, it's a neighborhood in northeast Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Fond du Lac. Fond, I'm saying it Fond du Lac. Because I love fondue. Just nothing better than hot cheese. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I have to say weird things or I'll die. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so what I thought was so chilling about the story is that it's literally any small town in Midwest. In the Midwest. Right. Like, it could have been the town we grew up in. They described it as being, like, a small little town... All the kids would go out as soon as the, like, streetlights came on. All the kids would go out for trick-or-treating right after dark, run around the neighborhoods. It was just small-town USA. So once the sun went down and the trick-or-treaters came out, Lisa left home around 6 p.m. Her costume was masking tape-covered jeans, a big felt floppy hat, and a green parka. She was, see? Fucking jacket. (laughs) Parka! Uh, She was supposed to meet up with her friend Anne... Uh, and then head to the pumpkin place, which is, like, kind of, like, a little town square thing they had for, like, Halloween Oh, I'm sure it's, like, a festival. Yeah, they're gonna go... (laughs) Sorry, I got unicorn hair from my slipper in my mouth. Uh, don't ask how that happened. (laughs) Stop (laughs) touching your feet and suck it on your fingers, Nielsen. (laughs) You nasty ass. Alright, so she was supposed to meet with her friend and head to the pumpkin place, but when she went to her friend's house, her mom said Anne got in trouble and she's not allowed to trick or treat. Uh Uh-oh. And... And they were, she was, they were supposed to go, like, trick-or-treating, then go to the pumpkin place, which was just a block over from where her parents were, and all the parents of the neighborhood were meeting for, like, an outdoor, like, party. Okay. So, like, the kids were all trick-or-treating, all the parents were out having, like, a little party, and then the kids were going to go to the pumpkin place, which was just, like, right around the corner from where the party was going to be, and then I think the kids were all going to trickle over to where their parents were, go home. However, because Anna misbehaved, um, tr- Lisa was trick-or-treating alone. That's not okay. She stopped at Karen Bachnet's house, which is a local teacher, and then another being a home of a classmate who happened to live across the street, and then she disappeared. So when 10 p.m. rolled around and Lisa didn't come home, basically the whole town started looking for her. Right. Um, Betty Wolfiel was the head of the Block Parents and a PTA, which was a PTA-sponsored group. She started calling, like... Everyone in the neighborhood, like a phone tree. Right. Yeah, I was just urging them say. to turn on their lights, put out signboards or signboards in their windows, like get out and search for her if you right. could. 
Police searched all night, and by the next day, over 5,000 people had joined the search for Right. The whole town, basically. The National Guard joined in with their helicopter circling overhead, and private planes searched the sky. Um, Volunteers on horses searched in the fields, Land Rovers uh, looked in marshes, and the police dragged the rivers and lakes. Uh, 6,000 copies of Lisa's school photo were printed and passed around, and even the local gas stations were up, offering up to 25 gallons of free gas to anyone using a vehicle to search for young Lisa. Aww. So it's literally just... It's like when that old guy went missing here in town and, like, right. everybody just stopped what they were doing to try and find him. Right. Uh, it wasn't until two and a half days later. So all of that was done within two and a half days. Okay. Um... When a farmer, uh, Gerald Braun, was on his tractor returning home at about Don't 11.30 say it. Don't in the say morning. It. Don't say it. <laughs> when he stumbled upon two garbage bags. No. Oh, every time I see a garbage bag on the side of the road. In the I'm... brush, along the road. Oh, God. Um, he didn't even look at him. He called the cops. Because oh, he was right. looking for a little girl. Um, and in the garbage bag was the nude body of Lisa Ann French. Hmm. The whole community mourned her death. On November 6th, 1973, the Emanuel Trinity Lutheran Church uh, was packed with people. Um, Lisa wore the same purple and white dress she had worn for her picture day at school that year. Um, And classmates and fellow Girl Scouts from the troop took up 16 of the nine rows in the church. Or took up nine of the 16 rows in the church. The police spent nine months following up on leads. And, like, trying to circle in on a suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and they finally received a tip and centered in on Gerald Turner. Gerald, you fuck. So Gerald Turner lived in a duplex on the other side of Lisa and French's family. Um, Lisa was actually fond of Gerald. She would spend a lot of time playing with his baby, pushing in her in a stroller down the street. She also visited Gerald often, showing him things he, she had gotten or even just to sit and talk. So it just seemed like it was... We had one of those neighbors, like, um, right. right across the street. He's just, like, an old grizzly man who was super nice, and we'd go over and say hi to him. Right. We never went to his house, though. You don't go to people's houses. <laughs> you don't do that. So, even after Gerald moved, like, half a block away, so instead of being right next door, he moved, like, down the street, kind of, um, she would still go down there and see the baby and see Gerald okay. and stuff. So... Um, around in mid-1974, uh, police captain Melvin Heller and a special agent Carl Pazetsky, I think, interviewed Turner at his home and asked him his whereabouts and activities from Halloween. And apparently they felt his story had discrepancy and asked Turner if he would take a lie detector test. Um, he agreed to the test, but the results were not satisfactory, so they questioned him more. And finally, Turner confessed that he what he had done and even drew a diagram of where he had placed the plastic bags with the body and the clothing. Um, Turner's hair was also found in the plastic bag and on Lisa's body. Dead. He's dead. So, Gerald was supposed to accompany his girlfriend Arlene on a visit with her mother, but when Arlene showed up just after 7.15 from work, or after attending the party at the pumpkin place, she found Gerald in a bathrobe on the couch claiming he was sick. And then he told her to just go visit her mother alone. Lisa mm-hmm. knocked on Gerald's door and she found it open and she came inside because he called her inside. Oh. 
because it was Gerald and she knew him. Right. Because it was her neighbor. When he saw her, he led her upstairs to his bedroom where he took her clothes no, off. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm sorry. This is gonna get. This is I graphic. know, I'm sorry. And he anally raped her. What the fuck? Until she died. It's very dark. Oh my god. Yes. Could you fucking warn a bitch? I'm sorry. Like, warn somebody? I told you this one was dark. Yeah, you told me. You told nobody else on this. Sorry, guys. (laughs) And I didn't expect it to happen, like, right fucking now. You still got, like, four pages in your hand. I'm sorry. This is dark. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm oh my god. It's not. I'm un- uncomfortable. He fucking anally raped her until she died? That's what they... So did they, she, like, she die from of... bleeding of the rectum or, like, an infection shock. because... Uh, septic? No. Toxic? Shock. Like, Just shock? Like... She had a heart attack? They didn't say... They said she died from the... For, I'll, I'll read you what the... Okay, I'm sorry. Was. Okay, so... The terrible thing about, or not the terrible, that that was the terrible thing, but Arlene had left and then realized that her mother wouldn't be home for another hour. So she came back home, hung out in the house for an hour, and Lisa's body was just laying on their bed. And she never went into her room, so she had no idea. Oh my gosh. How, um, can you imagine how guilty she feels that she had, like... Right. Oh my god. Okay. Um. So... When he was sure Arlene was gone, Gerald stuffed Lisa's body and clothing into garbage bags and then dumped them in the outskirts of town where she was found. Right. The autopsy conducted by the medical examiner ruled um, asphyxiation as the cause of death, but it was that she died from shock during the assault. So she literally just stopped breathing. So she kind of like a panic attack almost where she couldn't breathe and ended up dying from asphyxiation. Because there was no, like, he didn't strangle her. He didn't, right. like, oh beat her or anything. She just stopped breathing. I hope he gets anally raped until he dies. So he prison. was charged with first-degree murder. The jury instead found him guilty of second-degree murder, indecent behavior with a child, enticing a child for immoral purposes, and finally sexual perversion, and gave him 38 and a half year sentence. Um, the, the circuit court judge said during the sentencing that he impressed me as showing no remorse and no feeling of repentance. I, I... <laughs> so during his incarceration, they found Gerald wrote letters to Lisa, but it wasn't seen until like a file of paperwork has, was released. And it said, I doubt that I could ever fully realize the terror you experienced at my hands. I can still see you standing in the doorway with that felt hat beaming at having recognized me then i see the delight in your eyes turn to fear as i close the door behind you the rest of my life i will have to live with what i did to you what fucking happened to this guy like what fucking snapped because it doesn't seem like he i'm gonna get here oh my god okay so he was paroled for good behavior of course he fucking was in 1992 after having served only 17 years and eight months of his 38 year sentence he remained free despite like protests, but when was ordered back to prison in November of 1993, when a civil lawsuit filed by angry citizens 
led to an appeals court decision that the state erred in the way it calculated his mandatory release date. So basically they let him go on probation and because of the amount of public outcry, the, the court went back and went, oops, you can't be released. Right. Put we... him back in prison. Alan French, Lisa's father, had said that he wanted and supported the death penalty for Gerald. Um, and in an interview in 1993, he said, I hoped God took her away before the violence happened to her so she didn't know. Didn't have time to be frightened. Maybe shock took her. Maybe she passed out and then died. I hope so. That's so sad. I can't... Fucking Bill would kill somebody. So... <laughs> <laughs> done. I mean, I wouldn't put past my dad if something like right. that had happened either. So Gerald's brief release and public outcry, they prompted lawmakers to create a new law called Turner's Law. And that allows for violent sex offenders to be committed to a secured treatment center when they come up for parole if they are considered a possible threat to society. So they can serve their... It's kind of like that Finland case where they can serve their... Um their, like, prison sentence, mm -hmm. and then they have to be committed okay. to an insane asylum or a mental home home sort. for violent sex offenders where they have to stay until the, the state determines they are no longer a threat to society. Okay. So, he was slated again, he was again slated for release in July of 15th of 1994, but it was blocked when the state fought to have him committed to a secure mental institution under Turner's Law. Um, however, Turner went on trial in 1998 to determine if he deserved to be held as a sexual predator, and the jury decided he did not fit the description. Is the, it because he was just, like, a one-time... Hold on. I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. The ruling meant that he could no longer be contained under the law, despite the testimony from former girlfriends and wives that he repeatedly abused them. Uh... The Turner's attorney said, I don't think he'll do so much as jaywalk on parole. Anyway, uh, Gerald was released. And even though there's a couple of incidents, one being he waved a knife and shouted at a caseworker in a Madison group home while he worked as a cook, he was more or less left alone, pretty much. But in 2003, it was discovered that Gerald had violated his parole because authorities found pornographic images of children on a computer drive, as well as sexually explicit videos and magazines at the Foster Community Correctional House. You know, not surprised. And the Madison Halfway House where he was staying. So a judge ordered him back to prison for 15 years. Again, his release date came up, this time on February 1st, 2018. Um, the Wisconsin Department of Justice filed a petition to commit Gerald to a mental facility, once again arguing that he is a sexually violent person that he suffers from a mental disorder that predisposes him to engage in acts of sexual violence, and they pointed out that he, even while under high-risk supervision, he had broken the rules. Right. That's... I, right. Fucking... Oh, my God. Okay. So, during August 16th, the Court of Appeals agreed to stay all circuit court proceedings until it reaches a decision. So, at this time, he has been released from prison, but he is in the Sandridge Secure Treatment Center in Mauston. So he's being held in a treatment facility, in a facility indefinitely until the court fucking good stupid ass makes a determination. So one thing that was weird about this is the city of Fond du Lac and um there's a couple other places in Wisconsin that changed their trick or treating rules because of this. So like 
it, they no longer do it after hours. Mm-hmm. So if it falls on a weekday, trick-or-treating is like from 3.30 to 5 the Saturday before Halloween. Oh. It's not done on Halloween because parents have to work and stuff and then kids are not are trick-or-treating after They're not dark. roaming alone. And then if it's done, like, if it's on on a Sunday, it's done the Saturday before Halloween. So it's always done where the, during a week, like a, a weekend day during the day in that city. Well, that's, there's a lot of places are doing like the, the trunk or treat now too, yeah, where they which, have just a part, which I don't think is like, I, but I understand the premise the, of it. The concept of trunk or treat is go up to a stranger's car and get candy. But everybody is in a spot. They've been okayed. Everybody sits there and the parents walk their kids, right. you know, like, but it's also within teaching visual. children that, hey, people have candy in their car. We did that at the yeah. parking lot. I'm like, it's, that's not. It's not the best idea, but I also, I think it, we went there last year with Alex and it was really fun for her. So. Right. But. Ugh. What was I going to say? Oh, I found this blog and it's a prison worker that worked in the prison that Gerald was held in. Okay. And there was parts of his blog that talked about Gerald Turner. So he was the institution's education director at a certain point. Okay. So he said, Turner was assigned to the Wisconsin State Prison's kitchen dock where food and food-related items were delivered by outside distributors via semi-trucks. I often saw him as I made rounds on the institution. I did not see him speak to either staff or inmates unless he was first spoken to. Furthermore, he did not make eye contact with other inmates. If he did so, that was reason enough for other inmates to bodily assault him. (laughs) Fellow inmates would have gladly joined in on the beating. For the most part, inmates treated him as if he did not exist unless he disrespected a fellow inmate by not getting out of the way as fast as the inmate thought Turner should. He was on the extreme bottom of the inmate pecking order because he was a baby raper. The term used for inmates of for child molesters. Mm -hmm. They despised them and treated them accordingly. However, Turner was a special case. He also murdered the child he had molested. If Turner attempted to speak to an inmate, that act alone was reason enough for that inmate to physically assault him. If another inmate spoke to Turner, it was to order him to get the hell out of the way. That, that's why many child molesters prefer to live in segregated, protective custody confinement away from general, gen, gen pop, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see... Then he went on to say part of his duties as an education director was um, going through the weekday morning mail department in front of the institution to check on, like, and approve and disapprove books that inmates had ordered. Okay. What was it? Um, He's like, I didn't like that task because I don't really like book suppression, but I don't think, you know. Right. Yada, yada, yada. Don't necessarily agree with the whole thing, but understand right. where they're but coming from. Right, but it was from. things like he would turn down books on guns and how to make explosives. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't fucking read that in prison, homie. You shouldn't read that stupid. anyway. So, he, one morning, opened a large manila envelope addressed to Gerald Turner, and it was a magazine inside. He had ordered the magazine and paid over 50 bucks for it. Uh, after thumbing through its pages with its many colored photos, he discovered the entire publication was devoted to hardcore sexual bondage, including handcuffs, whips, and other paraphernalia. The magazine had come from another country, um, so because of what he was in there for, right, and why he was in prison, he said he couldn't have it. Reasonable. Turner sued him and the prison, and the warden, and the corrections divisions the governor, and just about anyone else he could in authority. 
but however, about a year later, the judge ordered the state to allow Turner to have the magazine. Uh, must, must not have been specifically worded in the, like, yeah. right write-up of what is and is not okay to order, so then he can say, you're discriminating against me, it doesn't say that I can't have that, so yeah. why wouldn't you let me have that? Yeah. So. Oh my gosh! There's that. I'm sorry, did I not do that correctly? <laughs> uh, no, it was an intro. like, it, I don't want to say it was a good one, that no, sounds, that but, feels wrong. Um. But it was definitely, it's worth telling because what the fuck, I I, I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. Mm-mm. I hadn't. Because I googled, I was like, 10 true horror, or Halloween horrors that are true, or something like that. Some weird, like, right connect, sequence of words to try and get what I was looking for. And mm-hmm. it was all murders that occurred, this, this, the, I found a couple of lists that were all murders uh, that occurred on Halloween, and it was just names with like a two pair or two sentence blurb description, and so I was going through there and picking like them and googling and going further into reading. it. Yeah. And I was like, "Why have I never heard of this? The story is horrific." Oh my god! Like, that, uh, made me that real poor mad. Baby, I know. Sorry, man, about my being oh a downer. My god. Well, now I want to look this guy up. I want to see what I want to see what this fucker looks he, like. I mean, I don't even remember what he looks like. Looks like a piece of shit is what he looks like. Halloween killer. Yeah. About. Oh, yeah. They call him the Halloween killer. Yeah. I hate it when they give him names. Yeah. Yep. Looks like a real fuck, huh? He's got a gobbler that goes all the way down to his nipples, so (laughs) enjoy that. Fuck. I hate him. I hate everything about him. I hate him. I fucking hate him. hate him. Um, well, thanks for that. You're welcome. Sorry, man. <laughs> Way to bring it down, Nielsen. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, my story this week is kind of a continuation of last week. So, the Fall River cult murders. We're going to talk about that forest that it happened in and around. Hey, I just can't take you fucking seriously with that hair, man. Every time you move, do you want me to change it? Every time you move, your bouffant moves, and you got like a little—I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you got like a little dangle in your face. I know I might need to fix it because now it got loosey goosey and it's you, hitting me in the eyelashes. We shimmied it. <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> oh, that's better. That's much better. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Why aren't we on YouTube right now? God damn it. Told you. not a visual platform. Okay. All right. So, since it's October. No way. Yes way. Is it, wait, what year is it? 87. (laughs) 1987. Neither of us are alive. (laughs) Oh, no. No, we are not. (laughs) No, we're not, stupid. (laughs) My sister would be a year old. We're not there. We're not there yet. Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, since it's October, I thought that we would sneak into the paranormal. There's not a whole lot of, like, true crime in this one. I'm sorry. There's a curl of your hair. Okay, I'm going to fucking change my hair because you're just giggling through things. I'm I'm going to have to start again. You didn't even let me finish. There was a curl in my hair. There was a curl of your hair that was touching your eyebrow, so it literally looked like your eyebrow and your (laughs) hair was extended into your hair. 
Uh, Jesus, that was very aggressive. You keep calling me aggressive. <laughs> what I should start at. Um, okay, forest, October. Forest, yes. It's October. We're in a forest. We're in a, <laughs> we're in a fucking Fall River forest, okay? Um, and it's fucking haunted to shit. Okay, so, go. <clears throat> the official name of this forest is Freetown Fall River for- State Forest. Jesus, that's a mouthful. Right. Also known as the Cursed Forest of Massachusetts, which is also a mouthful. Very foreboding. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, it's a really good place. It's nice. Sounds fun. It's nice. Sounds fun. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> like deep throating? <laughs> sounds, never, no, that's never fun. It's not for you. Not deep throating. <laughs> Balls, Balls deep. <laughs> Balls deep, huh? Sounds fun. Not, not always. always. <laughs> so it's 5,000 acres of land in the center of Freetown, Massachusetts. It is part of what is known as the Bridgewater Triangle. Okay. Sitting right at the corner of the triangle, there are over 50 miles of unpaved paths and roads running throughout the forest. So there's a lot of space for activities. Does this have, like, the Devil's Pond in it? No, this one does not. Okay. This has a swamp. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm thinking about. The okay. Devil Swamp. Hi. Hello. Hi. Could you fucking do something? I don't know. What do you want me to do? There we go. No, you're not talking to me. No, I was talking to my computer because it stopped. Hi. Moving. Could you fucking do something? <laughs> <laughs> I was pressing down and it wasn't going anywhere. Oh, like, I was like, "What do you want me to do? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I can't read any more story if you don't go down." <laughs> Oh, and God. from everything that I read, <laughs> Jesus. Um, if you like took away its like creepy reputation, it's a really beautiful place for like hiking and stuff. Except for all the During dead the bodies day. and the cryptids, right? Am I right? During the day, it's a nice place. It's a real nice place. It's got pretty colors. It's got it's got some views. All oh, right, Nielsen would like it here. Oh, Nielsen would like it here. <laughs> First of all, the history of the forest. Is what I'm going to kind of tell you. This is a place that is marked with like tragedy and misgivings. This is the home of Lizzie Borden. Where that whole thing went fucking down. And um, Kristen Gilbert who was a murdering nurse. Is there a ley line? Not from what I could tell. Because when I went into like why is it the way that it is. All they talked about. hmm? Said why are you the way that you are. Exactly. (laughs) Um, All it talked about was possibly the, like, dark history of it is what caused it. So, I, and the, like, curse of the native people there. Okay. So, it didn't say anything about ley lines. First of all, in 1656, I'm doing highlights of, like, the history that's on the books. Okay. And then I'll go into the... Gotcha. The spooky stuff. Spooky, spooky. Spooky. (laughs) 1656 to 1683, the area was purchased from the Wampanoag tribe. Oh, so they stole it by killing off all of their Um, They warriors? paid them some monies. They and then gave. gave them smallpox blankets? They, it was the King Philip's War. Philip War was there. Well, the Wampanoag tribe actually, like, fought on the side of the English mm-hmm. in that war. Um, and then it's, it has a whole thing. So just let me get the snippets out so we can get to the spooky stuff. I'm just. So the King Tell Philip it like War. It is. 
was fought on this land between 1675 and 1676. They fought alongside the English, then were granted 190 acres back of their land that they had bought from them. Okay. Um, when they helped the English in the war. Okay. So the English bought land and then the Wampanoag tribe helped the English in the war and then they gave them 190 acres back. In 1907, a hundred of that 190 acres that they had given to them was commandeered from the tribe in order to secure growing cities' water supplies around the area. It wasn't until 1939 that, and this is from 1907 to 1939, is when the state of Massachusetts returned a, the, as much of the portion of the land that they could that wasn't, like, developed on and whatever. Good job, fuckers. Right? <sighs> I know, that's, I'm like, and that's, like, what I'm going to tell of that history. Basically, they had a lot of, yeah. Basically, they white people are shitty people. Right, exactly. Especially they, back then. <laughs> They had a lot of, uh, or back then, uh, not especially. A lot of issues, but there's them, a little more they gave detail. Them a lot of diseases. No, but they, it's, it's a whole thing, but it, I'll get in more into detailed stories later on when I'm talking about, like, the background of okay. why things are the way they are. Okay, good. In 1978, the body of a 15 year old girl named Mary Lou Aruda was found tied to a tree on November 11th. <sighs> she had been kidnapped about two months earlier after. Or while riding her bike near her home, her bicycle was found abandoned by the side of the road with a skid mark from a vehicle on the road and a cigarette butt beside it. Um, there were several witnesses that came forward to report seeing a green car with a black racing stripe speeding away from the scene. They were able to build a sketch from the witnesses and plastered it across the area. When her body was, I feel so weird, like, not being able to see you. I keep turning to, like, look you in the eye when I finish a sentence. <laughs> read a sentence. Look up. You're like Ross from Friends when he's reading off his note cards. Man, I meant. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, when her body was found, it was determined that she had been beaten and battered while she was still alive. When she lost consciousness is when her weight fell of her body fell onto the rope that was around her body and neck and it asphyxiated her. It was also determined that she had died the same day that she disappeared, so she had been gone for a while. This crime was committed by James Cater, or others believe that it could have been done by a satanic cult because supposedly... Um, there was a cross found near the body that was nailed upside down on a tree. Mm -hmm. And so there was this big, like, may or may not have done it, or he did it but for Satan, or whatever it is, he's gross. Poor baby. Mm -hmm. I didn't go too deep into it because I wanted to not tell a whole nother story. Right. In 1979, that's when those cult murders happened. Um, when I was re, like, Looking into all this stuff, I found some some reports found that they're outside the cult investigations in 1980s. There was a bog worker reported that reported trespassers dressed in black robes. So this is after that when they said that there wasn't much cult activity anymore. Did you say bog worker? A bog. What was it? Yeah, a bog worker. What so, does one do in a bog? I'm assuming it's like a land, like the people that are around here and they do like land excavation and like checking different 
Uh, okay. Bits and pieces. I was like, but what because does... we don't have bogs around here, we don't have bogs. What does workers. one do in a bog? <laughs> <laughs> so he reported seeing people in black robes. When he called the police, there was a large pentagram carved into the ground in the area where he saw them. And there were stones that were put into like a specific design. Um, they wiped away the pentagram and they like dispersed the stones basically Good. the evening that they found it. And they came back the next night, well, the next day to basically survey the area again and make sure there wasn't any, and it was all back the way that it was. Oh, that's yeah. creepy. I, I don't like that. But I read that and I was like, ooh, I read that when I was sitting there waiting for them to finish or to get my shuttle to go to work when I had to drop my car off. I'm going to drop my car off. In 1987, there was a homeless man who acted as if he were an undercover police officer for whatever reason and was killed in the forest. Like, these are just, like, little things that I would find. just, like, dead people in this forest. Yeah, just people. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Sophie, go upstairs! Um, Anyway, so, 87, the homeless man was killed. In 1998, there were two case. <laughs> I gotta get an apartment, man. <laughs> We'd be done. <laughs> we would. Just the be. random like stops. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Just talk over it. It'll be fine. In 1998, there were two cases of animal mutilation reported. One was of an adult cow that was found butchered in the woods, and the other was of a group of calves that were found in a clearing, completely mutilated. And with signs of a ritual sacrifice. I have to tell you that I find, like, animal mutilation things terrifying. It's so disturbing. Like, the ones that they were talking about on Side Stories this week that were, like, drained cows. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I totally agree. No, it's it's disgusting. Well, it's just disturbing. It's like, why? How? What? What? Why? But for why? So, in 2001, there were two men found full of bullets on Bell Rock Road. It goes straight through the woods um, in 2006, which there was no saying who did it and what happened. That's mm-hmm. all they knew. 2006, there was a rash of aggressive dog reports that would, um, like, come at people riding their horses on the paths and bark at them. And there were big black dogs that would come out and just, like, out of nowhere and then disappear. Uh, um, the Grim. Yeah. And then there was an escaped emu that same year <laughs> that was wandering around the forest. Just a fucking emu. And it would rush the visitors that were walking. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't even imagine, like, walking down a path. This is like, a giant ah! fucking bird bigger than me. <laughs> But they'd rush them. Like, they never said there was an attack. They said they would rush them. So they'd run up to them and then (laughs) disappear. Fucking emu. Um, Well, he. Because it was just one. But in 2016, there was a wire found pulled across a frequently traveled path in the forest. Like a bike path? And the, the height was where they theorized that it was laid across to catch unsuspected bicyclists and motorcyclists. Across the neck to decapitate them. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Gross, gross, gross. So that's like the synopsis of like the history. I'm not going to go into Lizzie Borden because we all fucking know Lizzie Borden. Gave um, her fodder, fodder 40 wax and not the good kind. Wait. Huh? <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that to your father. <laughs> hey, knock it off. 
So Oh my god, that's so gross. <laughs> I didn't think that joke through. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, um that's not the the only thing that was wrong with that. No, I don't like any of that. I don't like anything of what I just said. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I kind of broke these up a little bit into different like cryptids and then like areas. Okay. Okay. I love, I love me a good cryptid. Right. Have so they're just cows. <laughs> from our conversation from last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, I get it. <laughs> okay. So turns out. Okay. Here we go. You're 100 percent that bitch. Yes. Okay. So profile rock. We're gonna start with that. It's a granite outcropping of and is sometimes called joshua's mountain it is 50 feet tall and looks a lot like a human face legend st- says that the rock w- had taken image of cheap massasoit i don't know how to pronounce it massasoit and it is located which was the chief of the masonite? wampanoag huh masonite m-a-s-s-a-s-i-o-o-i-t no sorry um, but was the, he was the chief of the Wampanoag tribe and he was the one who had the wampum belt. Okay. That disappeared during the King Philip war. Okay. Um, and they believed that that is where his son died. So things that happened there are strange things like, um, it looks like it glows. There's disembodied voices. There's orbs, uh, and sinister apparitions. One of the specific things that, I found happening there is le- there's a ghost of a man that would sit on the rock with his legs crossed or with his arms outstretched like he was waiting for something. It is said that the Wampanoag people cursed this place because of the poor treatment of their people by the colonial settlers and the belt was lost during the war, which basically made it like that's period. That's it. We're going to Anybody who's on this land is going to be cursed. That yeah. isn't from our tribe because it belongs to us, right, rightfully belongs to us. Um, so that's the one of the places. Another Wampanoag legend is the Puckwudgie. The Puckwudgie. Just talked about it. I uh, love Puckwudgies. A humanoid creature that some say stalk the forest. It's described as a two to three foot tall troll-like Just kidding, that's fucking terrifying. I don't like that at all. Yep, with smooth and hairy (laughs) grayish skin. Smooth and hairy at the same time? I don't like like that. Yeah, like a soft old man. (laughs) And sometimes it's said that it glows. Like, you can kind of see it in the dark. I I texted my dad and told him to turn the TV down because it's so fucking loud while you're talking. And he texted me back, bite me. (laughs) Uh... They, anyway, puckwudgies. They have a reputation to be mischievous. They try to scare people by throwing rocks and sand at them, but sometimes it's even darker than that. I'm picturing like Dobie the elf. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, from the things that I saw, it kind of they kind of look like that. They almost have like a Obviously they're all like drawings, so yeah. everything's a little bit different. Wait, they but don't very similar. Have video of it. They have like a picture they took a portrait of a puck wedgie one. It's a glamour shot. Nice. Had a boa. <laughs> I love that. The go to head pose. <laughs> no, it would be a flower rose over your shoulder. Oh, cute. <laughs> but sometimes it gets darker than just throwing the sand in the rocks. They'll do things like push, uh, and then it like 
escalates really quickly. So what I'm reading it, they're like, sometimes they would push people and then kidnap them. Okay, wait, what? Hurl them from cliffs. Attack them with weapons like knives and spears. And I'm like, what the fuck? That escalated very quickly. Right? They're like, sometimes it throws rocks, but also it'll stab the shit out of you if you get too close. Throw you over a fucking cliff. Uh, Jesus, little sour patch kid, get out of here! They are also um, there's legend that they're shapeshifters in a sense. So these creatures are also known to be in like New Hampshire and Virginia, mm-hmm. and sometimes in the deep woods of California. But this is like the original area where the origin story of them came up. Uh, I found them fucking creepy as shit. My next. Uh, since we're doing two today and everybody's gonna fucking know anyway because we'll talk about it later that we don't have anything to talk about so my next one has a really creepy story in it and i'm really excited to tell you oh good okay that just made me think of it (laughs) the hockamock hockamock swamp yes this that's the one that you were thinking about yeah um a vast wetland that covers much of the upper southeast portion of massachusetts it's about seventeen thousand acres in area the name means place where the spirits dwell and was named this by the original natives. They believe it is filled with both sinister and helpful spirits. The swamp is treacherous, thick with brush, muddy rivers, has quicksand, thorns, and sinkholes. So don't go fucking walking through it, bog worker. I'm picturing in the never-ending story where the horse dies. Um, that, and I'm also picturing in, um, Princess Bride in that forest yes. where the- R-O-U-S's? Yes. Rats of unusual Girl. size. Girl, you know. I know you. Um. God, I love that movie. <laughs> the settlers also had their own legends about the swamp and nicknamed it the Devil's Swamp. Yeah, there you it go. There she blows. There it is. This is another place where a plethora of strangeness happens. There's been reports of ghosts, UFOs, and multiple cryptids. One creature spotted there is a giant pterodactyl-like animal, a thunderbird, uh, with huge, <laughs> you know, a thunderbird. <laughs> Thank you. I, when they described it, I was like, that's a fucking thunderbird. A fucking Why didn't thunderbird. they just say thunderbird? Why are you using so many adjectives? Yeah. <laughs> it, had hu- it has huge red-eyed... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sound it out. A huge... No, I just said it <laughs> just, and it had, and I was like, that's not... I'm saying a different creature, not the same one. A huge red-eyed dog. This is the one where they say they attack the horses. They come out of the oh, yeah, swamp yeah. on the path. Um, and a lot of people report seeing glowing eyes with no, like, being attached to them. Oh, I don't so like that. So they'll see that in the dark, but there's nothing around it. You can see the eyes. I'm like, that's fucking creepy as shit. I don't like that. There's also, there are also numerous sightings of shaggy ape-like swamp creatures. Bigfoot, I'm guessing, is what they're... Or, what is it? What's the one in Florida? The stink ape or something like that? The The... grass man? No. No. But yeah. Stink something. Well, and this talks about, okay, so there's a story from 1978. This man's name is Joe DeAndre? Yes. Whatever. It's fine. Um, was walking near, he was walking near a pond, and when he turned around, he saw an apish and man thing, quotations, lumbering through the woods. He was terrified. He ran toward the road. His sighting started a search of the area, but no sights of this beast were ever found. 
then a few few years later john baker i like names like that because i can say that i i don't stumble over it and get nervous <laughs> had a similar encounter while he was laying muskrat traps oh i've always wanted to catch a muskrat oh i know right Just he the said name musk rat <laughs> He said that he heard something crashing in the woods behind him, and when he turned around, he saw a huge and hairy creature wading through the water. It came only a few yards away from him, and he described the animal of ha- as having a horrific stench. Mm. So, it's the same thing where he's like, it's like a musty, gross smell. Ugh. A theory is that, <clears throat> as to why the swamp has such is such a hotbed of paranormal and extraterrestrial terrestrial activity is because of the violence between the early settlers and the natives specifically in the swamp area mm-hmm. so and because waters supposedly helps hold like paranormal energy yeah they think that that like revs it up a bit all right ready for the next area i'm ready for you to tell me about your area well so <laughs> i'm gonna go off script here no. <laughs> Assonate Ledge. Ass Ledge. Ass Ledge. <laughs> You're going to tell me about that ass. That, well, you told me to tell you your about ass, my area. Your ass kind of is a ledge. It is. I got a shelf ass. <laughs> you, got, you got a shelf, but girl. <laughs> uh, it is said that the forest influences people to commit suicide off of the ledge. Oh, that's fun. It, it is about... Suicide's not fun, guys. I was like, <laughs> just going to move right past Today, that. Today, I'm just full of weird... Comments? Yeah, that I don't think about. I'm just letting them out. Um, it is, it's 80 feet deep into a quarry, and it's owned by the Fall River Granite Company. It's a place where random cars seem to just show up abandoned. And I was like, well, maybe if the people are jumping. <laughs> Did you check below? Because that's probably where they are. <laughs> that's what I was, I was like. About abandoned. I mean, they can't really take it with them, and if they do, then they're going to find the car with the person, so it's not abandoned anymore. Anyway, so people who visit this ledge state that they become overwhelmed with an urgent and unshakable sense of dread. Uh, this place is known as a hotspot for satanic activity and ghost sightings as well. The ghosts are usually seen jumping off the ledge, but then disappearing before they hit the water or ground below. Uh, what if it's one of those things where like people are standing there and they see someone do it like a ghost and they try to stop them yeah. and it causes them to fall over so Maybe. it's not people committing suicide? Maybe. It's like a spirit trying to get people to commit right, suicide. Right, like come, trying to get them to Help come over. save me. Right. Um, and then there's also ghosts that will honest, ominously stand at the top of the ledge and just loom there and then disappear that's fucking creepy this is also where the then governor ronald reagan had his infamous ufo sighting in 1974 reagan was flying i'm sorry was flying in a cessna i had like a bubble in my throat i'm like get the fuck out it's the worst i get him all the time don't worry right so he was flying in a cessna over the ledge with air force current with air force Colonel Bill Painter. Sorry, I don't know why that was so hard it. for me to say. I believe in that. And two security guards. When a strange light began to tail them, it looked as if the light was able to accelerate, decelerate, and elongate and change shapes. And they noticed this within like just a few minutes of it following them. 
then they claim that the light shot up at about a 45 degree angle and it, at an extreme speed that was not possible with their the known um like technology at the time and Reagan relayed this story to Norman C Miller who was in the bu- was the bureau chief of investigations for Wall Street Journal so he was like this was like a big deal and you know, he got flack for it, and he's like, well, there was other people there. It wasn't just me. What do you want me. me to do? I saw something. Right? I'm not going to just say it didn't happen. People are were fucking there. <laughs> but, so that's like one of those infamous sightings of the area. And then, we're already getting close to the very bottom. Cool. So, Dighton Rock is my final area. <laughs> this is a 40-foot what? My final area. This is my final area. <laughs> Tell me about your area. I already told Areola. you. What? I already told you about my ass ledge. Now, Daryl, tell me about your areola. Well, she's pink. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dighton Rock. What the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> it's a 40, 40 ton boulder, which is about five that is feet a nice high. boulder. <laughs> That's a nice boulder. Oh I like that boulder. <laughs> from shrek man (laughs) i'm aware (laughs) it's five feet high nine and a half feet wide and 11 feet long so it's just a big flat rock looking thing it's a boulder a boulder it was found in a riverbed in the taunton river and was moved the stone is covered with mysterious pentag i totally Kept trying to say this before, and I got it, and now I f- fell over it again. It's petroglyphs. I just want to say pentagons. Pentagon. Pe- <laughs> pentagon. And then I get to the L, and I'm like, That's glyphs. Right. Okay. Petroglyphs, drawings of figures, geographic shapes, or geometric shapes, and geographic fucking a, and <laughs> <laughs> alleged cryptic writings, and that's and- all like. From when it was in the river? Yeah. Oh, and none of these can be comprehensively identified or have any known origins. They have no idea what any of them mean, where they came from, but they were on it when they pulled it out of the river. Um, fucking weird. S- some of the h- theories of the history of the rock range from the native people in the area all the way to the... <sighs> Phoenicians? And, and the Chinese. Wait, how is it spelled? P-H-O-E-N-I-C. Okay. I was like, I don't want to say it and be totally wrong, but the Phoenicians or the Chinese. So they're not sure when and how, but they're like, we don't know these. Why? The rock was described (laughs) in 1690 by Reverend Cotton Mather. Yes, the one from the Salem Trials. Oh, good. Um, You know. Cotton. I don't think so, Cotton. (laughs) (laughs) He described this rock in his book, The Wonderful Works of God. Oh, yeah? Cotton Mathers? (laughs) Cotton Mathers. Cotton Um, Mathers. There are many different instances of lights, disappearances, strange sounds, creatures, but if we got too deep into them, I'd be fucking talking forever. And ever and ever. And I already got deeper than I was expecting in this story. I didn't think it would be this big. There's so many jokes tonight. I didn't think that it'd be this big. (laughs) I I got deeper than I ever imagined. 
One theory is that the lands the land is filled with toils and the history caused it to be the way that it is, leaving a residual energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, another is that the native elders specifically cursed the area because of the op- because of the oppression from the people that people that came into it. And numerous tales of Indian burial grounds adds to the possibility of it being um, even more, like, supernaturally charged. Right. But perhaps there is a place, there are places in the world with a thinner veil from one world to the next or one Mm -hmm. dimension to the next. It may just be one of those places where things peek in and out. It's just easier for them to cross there, possibly, to come into our realm so to speak, or honestly, there could just be a scientific explanation of like swamp gases, swamp gases, magnetic poles, things that make you feel disoriented and imagine things, see things, just natural brain chemistry of staring at the dark for so long, you start making up shapes in it, you know? So there's a lot of different stuff, but I feel like there's so numerous amounts here that it's hard to deny that there's something. concentrated area? Yeah, so many different things. It's not just, like, one thing keeps happening and people keep, like, escalating, escalating, escalating. Yeah, because when you dig into the Bridgewater Triangle, there's, like, unexplained disappearances, unexplained murders, tons of explained murders, like, serial killer murders throughout it. There's... Well, exactly. It's, like... UFO sightings, cryptids, hauntings, paranormal sounds, lights... And the Camera, fucking action. Like, there's just... There, well, and, like, with the disappearances, it's stuff like a kid disappears when they walk around the bend that's ten feet ahead of their yeah, parent. I told and then you they that don't... One. Yeah, and then they don't fucking... There was one that I was telling you when I, I... We could maybe pull that big old... That old recording out when we did that, but... There yeah. was one that the... um Yeah, when he went around and then they found his, like, clothes way the fuck up or yeah, something. And, but there was one where a guy was on a bus. They saw yeah. him at the last bus stop. Because somebody asked him to move, and he got his stuff and moved to another seat, and the person saw him in that seat, and then when they they pulled up to the the last stop, for so everybody get off, Mm -hmm. that guy wasn't, he looked over and that guy wasn't there and all his stuff was there. Yeah. Where the fuck did he go? It's like, what the fuck just happened? He just got fucking taken away. Yeah. Taken away by the aliens. Yeah, it's fucking creepy, and the more I read, the creepy, the more creeped out I got, and so I was reading it at night. I'm like, well, that's gonna be good enough for now. We're just gonna... We're gonna just be done. We're gonna stick to those things and not any of the alien abduction things, because that fucking freaks me the hell out. I know. No, no. No. Of all things, that is, like, the creepiest to me. Demons and aliens. Uh-huh. Both of which are terrifying. I don't like either of them. But, yeah. Yeah. That's that. It was good. Thanks. That is the... We're never going there. No. No, actually, I kind of want to go there. No, go ahead and mark that off the do not fly list. Yep, it's in Louisville, Kentucky. (gasps) What? Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm driving... Wait, I thought it was in Massachusetts. That is, but like... This is oh sorry I opened up my new one that's in Louisville Kentucky I was like wait a second you're right it is in Massachusetts because like, Salem was in that same space like, I was like how did we get to Kentucky <laughs> no you're right Massachusetts I opened up my other one because I got pissed so I closed the other one up 
And uh, it opened up. I was like, Louisville, Kentucky. That I, I said it. And I was like, hey, I have a funny dating thing. Yeah, tell me. Ooh, let's do this. Hold on. Let me adjust because I my, my butt hurts. I opened my that dating site thing since I got Facebook. I haven't been on it for a while. And I opened it. And I had like 47 messages. So I read through them all. Okay, hold on. This one's actually kind of funny. I didn't respond to him because when I looked at his pictures, he looked really creepy. But the message, the open message is funny. So I'm robbing a bank October 33rd and I need a getaway driver. Don't worry, I have the perfect vehicle that will melt right into a crowd and the cops will never find us. It's the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Wear something low-key like blaze orange or hot pink. Are you kidding? All kidding aside, how are you? Aw, that's pretty funny. Too bad you were terrifyingly creepy. Too bad you look like you're going to wear me as a hat. And not in a good way. <laughs> Speaking of, are you ready for this message? <laughs> Looking for you, looking for you. If you are looking for I like me, will you just lay back and let me eat pussy? Sure half are. I'm not sure what that says. <laughs> I don't. Why, where's your shirt, sir? <laughs> what, I don't even know what that looking means. Looking for you, looking for you. If you're looking for... If you're looking for... Look... Before I like me, I'm not. I didn't read it wrong. Will you just lay back. I would thought maybe if there was like a pause in the right no. spot. No, no. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and it's like, and it's half like half of a whole, not half. I know it's half. Sure, half are. <laughs> huh? That's not. I don't. What? <laughs> oh my... I... I'm really confused. Are you fucking... Wasted? <laughs> what does that even mean? He's blazing. Oh god. So that was... That's I was like, funny. I'll share both of those. Those are weird. That's good. No, that's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Hey. What? Hey what? Guys, tune in for our For Fuck's Sake Friday this week. Would be this week. Yep. Because it wasn't, we didn't have one last week, so it would have to be this week. Oh, yeah. And uh, there'll be a special guest on there. Yeah. We're having a so guest. Tune in for the surprise guest. Uh, and welcome him with open arms, or I will fight you. <laughs> That's it. I love you. Bye. Have a great day. Oh, oh. Wait, follow us on all the things Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. The regular stuff, you know, all the social media. ISW medias. the podcast at ISW the podcast. At ISW the podcast. Yeah. Um, also, go ahead. No, just... no, we keep talking over each other. No one's gonna know how to they do anything. They fucking know. They've heard it's thirty-eight episodes deep. Yeah, but not everybody listens it's from the first one. Like why, you, why the fuck not? You gotta get to know. know a podcast. You can't just dive balls deep in on thirty-eight episodes. I mean, I'm fine with you doing that if you're listening to us. You're welcome. So I don't know why I said you're I ex- welcome. I accept you. I'm sorry, Christina hates everybody. I do. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait, our email is iswthepodcast at gmail.com. Oh, you want to tell them what our yeah, email is? I do. I thought you were upset about Even people having to know. nobody sends us a fucking email. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Sorry for the ramble. I don't know why my voice got so deep. Because you made it deep. But thank you for listening. Don't lie, you did it. You tried. I might have. <laughs> Why do you always have to end with a weird sound?